Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 21st of February, 2023. Flyers going to wrap up what's kind of been a bit of a disjointed, maybe the best way to put it, three-game road trip. Of course, it started uh, about a week ago when the Flyers uh, headed off to Toronto a week ago Thursday, tomorrow. Uh, and they had that overtime loss, gave up the natural hat trick to Austin Matthews. Then Saturday, game two was, of course, at MetLife Stadium in the stadium series. And then game three is tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks, their last trip out of the time zone. But they've come home after each game. So it's been a bit, bit of a different kind of three-game road trip. They'll be back in action Saturday at Wells Fargo Center against the New York Rangers. Then on Sunday afternoon, They'll be in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins. Uh, Chicago coming into the game, 56 games played, 15-38-3. They're in the bottom spot of the Central Division of the Western Conference. 1-8-1 their last 10, but they have gotten Connor Bedard back. He missed uh, a little bit over a month, I guess it was, from the beginning of January uh, until recently. He came back. He's been back for three games now uh, since the 15th, and in those three games, he's got uh, six points. He's got two goals and four assists. And uh, it's good to have them back. He He's a guy that has gone some periods this year without points, but eventually he will be one of the elite players in the NHL. But a smaller guy, 5'10", about 185, 190 pounds. Uh, so it's, you know, going to come into the NHL and play with the biggest, strongest, fastest guys in the world at that size. is going to be a little difficult. He's going to have to figure out how to do that and uh, how to put some more muscle on his frame as well. 42 games played all said and done, though. 17 goals, 22 assists, and 39 points. Not too shabby. Uh, and he's playing a decent amount of ice time as well, just under 20 minutes a game. So it's the Flyers and the Blackhawks tonight. But in this episode, where we're really going to focus, maybe it's fitting, on the night when the Flyers play against Connor Bedard and the, and the Chicago Blackhawks, we're going to really focus on the prospects. We're going to go for a trip around the world with Flyers assistant GM Brent Flair talking about everybody from Meechkov to the goaltenders, Bjarnason and uh, Kolosov and Zagravin, Zvragin, all these different players all over the globe. We're going to get a download, and we're going to do that right now with Flyers Assistant General Manager Brent Flair. This is a brand new edition of Flyers Daily and a great time to take a look at Flyers prospects with Flyers Assistant General Manager, fresh back from Europe. It is Brent Flair. Brent, how you doing? Good, good. Good to be Back in North America, and yeah, ready to go down the stretch here. Yeah, it's been a crazy season, hasn't it? A lot of people didn't expect kind of what's going on on the ice. But, Brent, I've made the contention that a team that shows a ton of resilience and growth with young players in particular, that can never be a bad thing no matter where you are in any sort of re- rebuild or whatever. No, no, for sure. And right from the start, uh, you, know, we, you know, we didn't know where or how quickly – our team would come together, but uh, we felt we, you know, if things went well, we would certainly compete and make it interesting. And thus far, the guys have, you know, have come through and young guys are, are playing and having significant roles and getting better. And, uh, that's the exciting part long term is just to see where these guys uh, can get to and, and especially playing in big games, meaningful games down the stretch here. It's, a, it's huge for their development. One of the things you guys look for in that interview process is character and resilience. And for guys to get it really early in their career and not be in, in an environment, a losing environment, 
Um, it's something that I feel like those are really impressionable years and they carry through their career. And sometimes guys can't just flip the switch. Okay, we're supposed to win now. Um, but looking at character in guys is, is hugely important in that process of evaluation uh, on maybe selecting a player. For sure. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a huge part of what our guys look at. Mind you, we're looking at kids that are 17 years old. So mm -hmm. um, we're looking at kids that are, you know, not fully mature, not only physically, but mentally. And, um, and they come from different environments and different levels of play. So, um, so it's, you know, it's not a perfect science when you're evaluating character or, or uh, that kind of some, some of those traits are learned just by being around other good players. But um, certainly we want guys that play hard, and play big and big games. And, uh, you know, when a team's down guys that will fight through it and get back. And uh, those are all things that our guys are hopefully paid close attention to. And, you know, those are the type of players we want here. Let's talk about some of the players in, in the prospect pool. Let's start right at the top with Matvey Michkov. What kind of reports have you gotten on Matvey this year and uh, his play? Uh, he's had some really dynamic. I don't watch a lot of his games, but I see a lot of clips. But yeah. um, he seems incredibly dynamic and a guy that kind of just floats on the ice. How's how's his year gone? Yeah, it's well. With the, aside from the health issues, uh, once you know he's moved to Sochi. Uh, I think, you know, he's been able to play a lot and, and obviously produce and whatnot. He went through the that pneumonia there um, and came back uh, when he came back a little early, I think, and then he came back with a vengeance. So uh, that was unfortunate, but he missed uh, quite a bit of time. But, you know, he's back now playing and, and uh, you know, he's producing and, and whatnot. But he's, he's as advertised, uh, high, high skill, um, competitive, driven to score. Uh, he's kind of what what we thought we were getting and and obviously we just got to bide our time here brent is it the thing with him too where he's a guy that it seems like when he's on the ice he just wants to be a difference maker he doesn't shy from that at all no he's been like that since <laughs> uh, i first saw him three three years ago as double underage and u18s and you know he's, he's driven to score like a lot of top players are and uh, you know there's other areas of the game where he's gonna have to learn when he gets over here but uh, as far as the creating offense and he wants the puck on a stick in big moments, he wants to make plays. He, like you said, he wants to be a different make difference maker every shift. And uh, that can be good sometimes. And it can be, you know, sometimes yeah. you extend shifts trying to make the difference and you get yourself into trouble, but those are all things you can learn as a young player. And you'll figure that stuff out. That's easy. Brent, you guys took a couple of guys uh, from the London Knights. And we, what we know about London is that they prepare players for the NHL extremely well. Um, and you've got two guys there. Let's start with Denver Barkey because the numbers are pretty astronomical. He's got 51 games played. And we're looking at 79 points uh, for Denver. What have you seen? Has he surprised you a little bit in, you know, his effectiveness to put points up and, and really be a guy that is explosive uh, at all ends of the ice? Yeah, no, he, the way he finished last year, he's he's always kind of been a, a top player. Now, you know, with his size and uh, strength, he didn't know if he'd hit a wall this year or whatever, but he's he worked really hard in the offseason, uh, his time here, but also with Gary Roberts up in Toronto. Um, you know, he's, he's really driven to be a player. Um, he's got some work to do off the ice yet to uh, get stronger where, where the path it's going to take, but uh, he's extremely, extremely competitive. Um, he loves to win and Another guy that wants a puck on a stick to, to make big plays at big time moments. And, but he's a fun player to watch. He's exciting, uh, obviously skilled, uh, elite penalty killer and junior and very dangerous uh, shorthanded. So uh, he does a lot of things well, obviously very smart uh, skill sets. 
uh, good across the board. Now he's going to have to overcome uh, the size deficiency, which we knew getting into it, and he's well aware of, but he's, he wants to prove people wrong. So his, a lot of his development, you know, is going to be on the ice, but there's going to be a lot of it in the gym too. Correct. Yeah. He's aware of that. And, you know, his body type, it's, you know, you're not going to just put on 20 pounds over overnight or even over a summer. It's going to be a, a more gradual thing. And uh, it's not just putting on weight, it's putting on the right type of weight and strength. So you're not losing your quickness and, uh, you know, your, your athleticism as well. So, uh, but he's in good hands and, and I think he knows, you know, he's a professional already in terms of, you know, how he takes care of himself and eats and whatnot. So he's, he's driven. Um, uh, but he's in a real good environment, like you said. London's uh, the Hunters do a great job uh, year in and year out, uh, not only drafting, developing, and that level, but uh, producing players for the NHL. And you know they're sold out every night, twelve thousand plus, and it's just a great junior environment. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun for those kids to play, and and uh, obviously they, with all the fans and and whatnot there, it's it's kind of a pro environment. It's kind of like diet NHL in a yeah, way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Oliver Bonk's a, a guy too with London that he's going to have to do some work on his body as well. He's long, but he is lean. He's going to have some, uh, you know, figuring out how to put that muscle on. But like you said, not have it, you know, negatively impact his skill set. Uh, what have you seen out of Bonk? I know, I know Bonk. Uh, he, he had this run with points that was yeah. almost insane. At, at yeah. You know, a lot of kids come back from the world juniors and uh, for whatever reason, I think it's, they just have a lull when they get back. Uh, but he certainly didn't. And uh, the team took off, he took off and um, obviously played very well. So yeah, and I think the offensive success is great, but at the same time, his defensive game and, and the details of his game have stayed intact, which is, is exciting. So he's obviously a very confident kid. Uh, he, he made big strides last summer uh, off the ice and um, you know, he'll continue to do that this summer as well. So he's, he's worked hard and, and, uh, yeah, real exciting player for us. But I think the thing with him, you know, we saw him at rookie camp last year and we saw him in the rookie game. When you get to do that again this summer, you can almost put them like side by side and see a player's growth year to year, can't you? For sure. You know, it's always exciting to see those kids come back a year later, and sometimes two years later, like you're seeing Tyson Forrester and these guys do now it's uh Yorkie and they become, you know, become, young men and young pros rather than young kids. So it's, um, but yeah, that's the exciting part of our job. And for you guys too, when you come to camp and you see these guys a year later yeah. and they're stronger and you're like, wow, what he's made big, it's a big difference in his game. So, um, but yeah, no, he, I think both those kids are, are very driven and they're in a good environment to, to get better. And, and I hope they'll both show well next camp. Uh, let's talk about a few of your collegiate players. Let's talk about, you know, there's a lot of talk about Massimo um, uh, Rizzo. He puts up a lot of points. He's got 44 points in 28 games this year at the University of Denver. And he's a dynamic player. But, again, the body type is, is going to be something that he would have to overcome. Yeah, but he's he's put on, since I started watching him as a young kid out in British Columbia, um, he's put on uh, mass. And he's put on. He's, he's a lot stronger than he used to be. So he's, he's obviously not the tallest guy, but he's he's fairly well put together now. He's a little bit older than these other guys. So, um, yeah, he's having a tremendous year. Uh, he's banged up a little bit. He's fighting through an ankle sprain here the last couple of weeks, and um, it's, it's, it's been bugging him. But he uh, offensively, he, he has some he has the skill level to make plays and do a lot of things others can't. So um, obviously, he's got a part of his game. He's got some things to work on, but um, you know he's he's proven he's playing against top top teams. They're a good team there, and obviously they've won there. So. 
Uh, we had some intel with, from Bobby Brink when we acquired him as well. So, uh, but yeah, he's an, he's an offensively gifted player, and and we'll see where he fits uh, when he gets here. He seems like one of those guys that's just been proving people wrong his entire life. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, may, Brinker's like that too, a little bit, isn't he? Well, you have to be. You know, when you're undersized, sometimes it's. Yeah. You know, I remember Brinker at high school level and thought he'd have trouble when he got to high school and he dominated high school player. When he got to USHL, we thought he'd have trouble and he ran off about three points per game there when he's <laughs> one year he's supposed to go back to high school. So it wasn't an issue for him in, in college. So it's kind of his path, but he's had to earn it every level and he's aware of that and he's doing it right now. So Alex Bump is a guy uh, decided to take a different path collegiately um, and he's at Western Michigan now. Um, in 28 games, though, in his freshman year, 24 points, he, he's produced well. He's a guy that flashed at uh, development camp as well. Um, what have you seen out of Bump so far this year? In, yeah, in I saw him right before, yeah, I saw him before Christmas. So he's going uh, – Western is another program. That they do a great job developing. They they, they make their freshmen earn it, uh, which they did with him. He started on the fourth line, kind of worked his way up to the first line, and, and now he's scoring on a regular basis, so – but he's, you know, as you probably saw in development camp, he's a he's a goal scorer. Uh, he's got a real good brain inside the offensive zone, and uh, they're making him a 200 foot player there now as well, and and learning, um, you know, how to to play and have success at both ends of the rink. So uh, he's in a real good environment. He's, you know, he he's another kid that last year, from the previous year to the last year, he made huge strides off the ice, and that's a credit to him. Uh, you know, he spent his time wisely back in Minnesota last summer. Uh, it's allowed him to transition into college hockey and, uh, smoothly, and you know he's going to be a big part of their program here for the next couple of years. Yeah, you can tell by looking at him that he's a guy that takes his fitness very seriously. Yeah, and he, I don't know if he did at first. I think uh, yeah, it's just one of those guys that everything came naturally to him, and but he's put on the, put in the time, and you know that's that's a good sign for us. Uh, let's look at some of the AHL guys you got um, this season. And I want to talk about Tuomala because you know. He's had a weird kind of arc here, uh, Brent, in his pro career from the pandemic, and he was with different teams and kind of bopping around. But he's had some stability this year in the AHL, and he's having a real nice year uh, in those 46 games, 13 and 23 for 36 points. Um, is that stability really paid dividends uh, for Tuomala this year and, and knowing where he's going to be and, and you know, not bopping around? I, I think that's part of it, but I, I do think it's uh, – I was talking to someone the other day about Emmy. It's all about confidence with him. I saw him last November. Um, he was struggling. I saw him with the national team last November and met him after the game. And uh, he's almost in tears. <laughs> you know, he wasn't happy with his game and where it was going. So I think, uh, you know, for him, it's just getting when he got over here. And, and I didn't know how he'd show in camp, and uh, but he came in good shape. He showed well in, in rookie camp. He showed well in the, uh, in main camp and earned himself you know, a couple of exhibition games, which wasn't slotted. That was all earned and torts, you know, identified him as a guy that deserved it, which is, which is great. So, and he went down the American league right from the start. And again, I didn't know where he'd fit in the hierarchy down there right away. And, but he's just kind of took off and, and he kept going. So, um, you know, this is the grind of the season where he, you know, he hasn't played as many games and, you know, we're in the grind of the schedule. So it's going to be hard for him, but it's a great learning experience for him. And, you know, it's because he produces, he's going to be a target for other teams every night, and he's going to have to fight through it. But that's what the American League's all about. Yeah, and 
knocking down that wall of playing more than you've probably played in your life and, and doing it while everybody's hanging on you because you're a guy that can do damage is, is always a good thing. Let's talk about Andre because uh, yep. he also comes over, um, Emil, and he, he really, you know, had a good development camp, came in and, and earned some preseason games and earned some regular season games as well here with the Flyers. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you do need to go down there and learn the North American game more. Uh, is he getting that learning process, you know, the the right uh, the intel that he needs uh, to, to eventually, when next time he comes to the NHL, perhaps stick and stay? Yeah, no, he's, it's been, you know, like when he first got down there, it was a bit of a grind for him. Uh, but he's he's a competitive kid. Uh, obviously, he's a guy that wants to make impact every time he's out there. And I think part of it, the things he's learning is that, you know, sometimes you just, you know, just hit a single and, and uh, you know, let the game come to you. And, you know, you don't have to make the great play every shift or every time you have the puck. But uh, but he is a competitor. Um, you know, he wants the puck on a stick and he wants to make a difference all the time. And he's learning. He's, he's a sponge when it comes to how to play defensively and, you know, adjusting to the small ice and the, you know, he's fearless going back for pucks. He almost likes to take hits, which we're trying to get him to avoid if he can, but it almost gets him into the game, I think. But he's, uh, yeah, no, he's he's learning. I think it's been a great experience for him. And, you know, it's just going to be uh, hopefully down the stretch here. We play some meaningful games. It'll be great, great for him. He's got to make that Barry Sanders business decision. Do I let this guy hit me or do I just step out one yard shy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to make He hasn't learned that yet or he doesn't really. I think he, he just doesn't mind taking it, which is fine sometimes, but yeah, you know, just for your longevity and it's easier, a lot easier on your body. Sometimes just moving it and getting out of the way. Yeah. I saw him get stepped, step into a guy in one of the NHL games and he was like, okay, that's different. That, yeah. He kind of, he kind of dropped off. <laughs> yeah. There's the, some big guys at this level and, and obviously yeah. the pace and everything. So, but yeah, like, like all these first year guys over and it's a, it's a lot different game overseas and, uh, it's it's a good game over there, but it's a lot different than the grind of it. It's uh, it's, it's a it's a learning experience for sure. What's been, you know, Elliot Tenoy is a guy that was very exciting a year ago and really produced a lot of points. Did not have um, his greatest summer and into the season, and hasn't really been as effective this year. What's been different for for Elliot this season? Uh, it's funny it's thing, I, I it's not a straight like, line. It, it can no, go up it, and down. it's not, and it's uh, he's a guy that. You know, had high expectations for himself, and he trained as hard as anybody this summer, and did all the things that we've asked, and and that, and and uh, right from day one at camp, I, I don't know if he just put too much pressure on himself to to achieve, and and then when he didn't make the team, and we sent him down, and um, he just kind of got in a bit of a funk there. So it's never a question at the effort with Elliot. He's, he works as hard as anybody, and it's just everything. You know, the pucks aren't going in. He's getting chances, and uh, just kind of built up on him, and. And, uh, you know, recently he's, you know, he's starting to go again and and uh, just just playing and, you know, not overthinking it. And, and now, it's, of course, he's getting rewarded with some points and and that. So, um, you know, he's we knew when we turned pro, he wasn't going to be a quick study. Obviously, he got games because of, you know, his play and he produced and whatnot. But realistically, physically, he wasn't quite there yet and he still isn't. So uh, it's just a matter of time and, you know, we get you know, another big summer here and hopefully have next camp he can show himself and put his best foot forward and, and get noticed by the coaching staff as far as being closer or, or potentially ready to play. So, uh, but, you know, like I said, the American league's a tough league and teams, guys think you have it figured out in, you know, in a short amount of games and it's, it's, it's hard, but it's, it's the best development league in the world. 
How about Bobby Brink? Uh, since he he's been sent down, uh, talking to Lappy, he's come down and just put his head down and, and put in the work. And, you know, like that same thing, sometimes I think some fans look at it and go, oh, he got sent down, he's not going to be a, an NHL player. But th- that road to development to be an NHL player can go up and up. Look at Scott Lawton's a great example. Went down mm-hmm. and spent an entire year after being uh, with the big club. Um, so when you when you look at Brink, how how's he kind of you know gotten what he needs down there, which is a lot of minutes and a lot of situation. Yeah, and, and a lot of people you know play him till his legs fall off. So <laughs> I think you know, like any kid, you're never happy about going down. And but he he came down with a good attitude and uh, obviously knew he's going to play and plays in all the offensive situations and uh, player like that, you know, confidence and everything and. And, you know, just having that feeling when you have the puck in your stick is, is something. When you lose it a little bit in the NHL, it falls off quick. So it's just one of those things, and he's going to go down there. And like you said, he's, he's he's producing, and he's dramatically helped your power play, obviously, down there. But at the same time, it's it's the other little things in the game that Torts wants and our coaching staff here want him working on. And he's cognizant of that, and Lappy and his staff there are trying to help him with, you know, whether it's the four check or – you know, as Tort said, the checking and, and whatnot over the ice, but also positioning and uh, details. But the offensive stuff comes natural to him. And uh, at the same time, it's, you know, like I said, he's now he's down there. He's getting a lot of attention from opposing teams. and uh, But he, he kind of thrives on that. He's kind of used to that wherever he's been. No, he's, a, he's just a gamer. <laughs> that's, that's the way he is. Let's talk about uh, some goaltending. Um, because I, I don't ever recall Brent kind of have an organizational depth at this position like you guys do now. You spent a couple of draft picks last year and the, and the year prior, uh, you know, stocking this cupboard and maybe one of the more difficult positions to project out. But uh, let, let's start with uh, Alexei Kovalev because uh, – or Kolosov, rather. Um, you know, he's had a really good year. Um, you look at his numbers and it, it, under two-and-a-half goals against average, 907 save percentage – and his team's not fantastic in Dinamo Minsk, but um, he's a guy that has kind of developed and hit each kind of step along the way in your vision. Yeah. Well, the year we drafted him, obviously, he's one of the youngest goalies to ever play regularly in, in the KHL and, and have success. So he's he's a gamer. He's, he's one of those kids you watch him. Uh, he's just so athletic. He's got dynamic abilities. Now he's going to have to tame some of those and get a little more structure uh, but you can't teach what he has uh, you know we can kind of reel him back in but if you don't have those capabilities it's you just can't teach that so um he's he's had success he's a competitor uh, and, and obviously very talented so it's we're really excited to get him over here and, and dilly and uh, brady keep in touch with him and uh, through his agent and, and goalie coach over there so it's be exciting to get him over here and get mix in with the guys and, and obviously start learning the, the north american game but Hopefully, it's a real bright, bright future there. Yeah, it's sometimes with those guys that come over from the K, it's, it's about putting some guardrails on their game, take a little less ice, so you have less distance to travel because the players at this level with the cross ice passes and those kind of, they'll exploit you mm-hmm. in, at any area, correct? Correct. And, and obviously, you're going to deal with a lot more traffic here and mm-hmm. get bumped into and whatnot and learning to deal with that. But, you know, his ability to get side to side and, and whatnot is, is great. Now, it's sometimes it's like you said, it's, you can overdo it at times and get picked apart by NHL shooters and NHL power play. So it's just one of those things, but you don't, you don't learn that stuff till you get here. And, but he's been in a, in a great environment to, to get better playing regularly on at a very good level. So uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to get him here. I remember Semyon Barlamov said when he went 
when the the they had the lockout. He went and played in the KHL. And when he came back, he couldn't believe the traffic again. <laughs> and he had already played the NHL. Yeah. And he had to readjust to it again. Yeah. They just so it's a there. challenge. And, and obviously, uh, a lot of the shots over there come from the outside. And here it's, you know, bang, bang, you're dead in the slot. And you got to come out of your come out of your structure sometimes just to make those saves. And uh, But, again, it's a learning thing. And But, you know, these guys that are great athletes and that talent, it's, he just has a lot to work with. Yegor Zavragin is a guy that uh, not playing in the top level uh, over in uh, Russia, but he's had some eye-popping numbers, Bren. Um, and, and he was a guy that I think you guys, when he was there, you said, we just can't pass him up. And even though he's not playing at the top level, some of the numbers have been absurd. I don't care what level you're playing at when you see some of the things he's done. Yeah, no, between he's bounced between the junior level and the, the second division there in pro. But, um, yeah, no, he's – He's an exciting kid. I think, like we, we said last year, and we got Bjarnason, and then when he's still there, we had him rated in a similar area when he's still there in the third round. You know, typically you're not taking two goalies back to back, but yeah. it just made sense. And, and obviously his path for development, um, you know, there's no rush. Uh, one thing they do over there is develop goaltending is uh, they've developed it very well over there and, and uh, we'll see where it goes, but so far so good. And, and uh, the time we've been able to talk with him, his agent, uh, you know, real, real positive kid and really excited to get better. And uh, we'll see what happens because of his success. He's going to grab a lot of attention to other KHL teams over there, most likely to get purchased by another team. But, uh, but in the time being, it's, you know, he's had a great year and, and uh, just not being able to see him on the international stage, which is, you know, it's kind of the frustrating part because the Russians aren't involved in the tournaments anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, but you know, he's doing what he, he's doing his part right now. So it's great. What about uh, Carson Bjarnason? Um, you know, he came in to camp and boy, he's such a long body and, you know, moves really well. His technical elements are there. He's got some growing to do, obviously. And, and Brandon this year, not, Brandon hasn't had the best season, but he's had some moments where he's been really good. Yeah. No, they, he gets a lot of great days. Um, but no, he's, he's a hardworking kid. I uh, spent a lot of time here last summer. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, he, I saw him a couple of times before Christmas there. Uh, he's just went, got through back from an injury, but he's played really well since he's been back. So, yeah, he's he plays, you know, he plays as much as he can handle there. And, uh, but it's it's been a good experience for him. Brady spends you know, a lot of time up there working with him one on one. And uh, but again, he's he's in a good spot. He's going to play a lot this year and next. And, and uh, you know, we'll see. He's going to he's kind of on the path there. Hopefully he'll show better next camp here and then you know another good year junior hopefully get a chance to be in the canadian world junior team and and uh have a strong year in junior and and hopefully be ready for pro the following year sometimes when you're playing for a team that gives up a lot that that's not necessarily a bad thing for development <laughs> no it's not always great for numbers but it's it is great yeah. for development um you know when you get a lot of work and you know it's it's a grind sometimes you you, you increase your mental strength just having to fight through you know when you're getting for barrage of shots every game and the hard ones and you learn to fight through that stuff and it's great i know you're well into the process of this year's draft already it's really not even that far away at this point brent uh how do you look at this year's draft um kind of that first round you like to look at and drop off points and where are the strengths here and, and maybe where are the weaknesses uh yeah i don't think it's as strong a year as you know some recent years but you know there's there's obviously some good players right at the top um, some talented guys. I think there's a defenseman 
Uh, I think it's pretty well publicized. There's a, quite a few defensemen towards the top of the draft. Um, there's a lot of different type of guys. Some of the centermen are maybe smaller, but there's some intriguing guys like outside of the normal. There's a, some kids in you know Canadian high school. There's some high school kids in Minnesota. There's you know kids in college. There's OHL the junior and, and Norwegians this year. I was just in Norway. And, so yeah, wow. it's, it's an interesting draft where there's you know it's not your typical just drafting out of OHL and, and Sweden, Finland. It's uh, you know there's some real good Russians as well. So it's which is a challenge for us to you know obviously we do all do all your work through video and then obviously we have Kenny over there that sees them live. But it's it's always a challenge when you're reading and trying to compare and try to put guys in order that you haven't seen live. It's a, it is a challenge. That's funny because sometimes you see, you know, there's one guy that garners a lot of headlines in a place like Norway. And now all of a sudden other people get exposed to other Norwegian players. It kind of yeah. happened with Germany, right? And dry And all of a sudden you had this run on German players in the NHL. Yeah. Oh, it, you know, they developed, yeah, for, for years with Cedar Cider and yeah, all those guys. And yeah, I know it's a few years and sometimes it's cyclical. Sometimes it doesn't happen very often, but yeah, Norway, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, since I've been there, so it's, but yeah, it's good, good for hockey. Yeah, no doubt about it. It is the most uh, international sport. Um, players all over the world. Uh, Brent, this was great. I know the fans are really going to enjoy the update and everything else, and appreciate the time as always. Uh, enjoy the rest of this season, and uh, uh, we'll talk in the summer and as we get ready for the draft and everything that goes along with it. Thanks for doing this. No problem, anytime. Thanks to Brent Flair for taking the time on this episode of Flyers Daily to break us down, get us up to date on all the Flyer Pat prospects all over the globe and thanks to you guys for listening and watching as well we'll be back tomorrow we'll recap flyers blackhawks and much more tomorrow on a brand new episode of flyers daily